guys, I'm Heather, and I'm the oldest. And she's the emotional one. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, Pollyanna, one second. I'm going to pee. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Ben. I'm the middle child. And he's the practical one. Oh, here's I'm pragmatic. I take my favorite song, and I'm willing to cut it. Ew, get off the cross. You're not the only one who did that. I'm Beth, and I'm the baby. She's also the swing vote. You had one job. What did you say? What did you say? What came out of your mouth? Together, we make the Music List Podcast. Music List Podcast family, we want to thank you back right here. Where we are three siblings that argue while making music lists. That's what we do. That's what the Music List Podcast is all about. Today, we're going to take on the best R&B female vocalist of the 20th century. That's a mouthful. There's a lot to pack in there. Uh, R&B female vocalist. And we're going to say that they had to have some part of their career, at least, um, before we turned over to the 21st century so 1999 and before and this is a category that i know my sisters who are both female vocalists and both love r&b they love a lot of the ladies that we're going to be talking about today mm-hmm. i'm sure have some pretty heartfelt emotions and ideas on this one so beth let's start with you about when you're looking for a great r&b vocalist what are you looking for so I'm looking for versatility. I'm looking for delivery of the vocal. Um, not necessarily only the voice, but the emotion that you can deliver that with. Um, range. Um, I don't know. I I would say like soul, but that's so broad, and that can mean some. That can present itself in so many different ways there's kind of an intangible thing with with r&b and with like that it factor of being successful a successful vocalist in this genre which is also in itself very different and it's evolved so much over time and we're covering so much ground it's going to be hard to compare a lot of these women because technically they're singing r&b yes but r&b in 1999 is completely different from Mm r&b in the 60s um so it's going to be tough um but i think that vocally technically we can kind of break some of these things down and look at the technicality and the quality of the voice once we once we get into arguing which i'm sure we will (laughs) and and i mean I, i think that it's changed more in the last 20 years it has yeah than it did the first 50 years of r&b i feel like the changes they made between let's say the 1950s and 1999 were almost minuscule compared to the changes between 1999 and what we have today because there's so much i feel like hip-hop influence into the r&b of today that it's it's almost i don't want to say not r&b but it is very hip-hop centric and a lot of that's driven by the market i'm sure but yeah uh, but heather what what when you were making your list, what were some of the things that you were looking for? Uh, a lot of the things that um, that Beth said, and and as a as a vocal educator, I'm very focused on the technique of these ladies. Um, 
as well as in any like in any genre the authenticity with which they can deliver mm-hmm. the vocal and i tried to i tried to put them in context of their time of what what the industry was doing what society was doing what it's it, it it's a lot um that has so much to do with how you're going to deliver the vocal i mean because of the way that society has has changed and what's permissible and what you're permitted to to emote and and bring to the public so um but but by and large it's about the voice and their ability and what they can how they choose to deliver their meth- their message with their vocal methods and when i was making my list i i find that i have a very clear i find that i have a very clear bias towards the delivery part mm-hmm. and maybe less towards the i guess talent if that makes sense to you like i, I was less concerned about their how many octaves they have how freely and cleanly they made their runs that was less important to me than what did i feel as they sang the songs i found that i found to me i put a bigger emphasis on do i believe what these ladies are saying and so for me i found that the vocal the vocalist part that I really looked at, I, I found that I put, it's not that these ladies can't do all those things, but I, I found just looking at them that I believed the words that they, that was, that were coming out of their mouth. Oh you yeah. Know? And so there was that, I think Beth used the word authenticity. Um, that was something that I felt like really, I found myself drawn towards, you know, do I believe that this song happened to this woman or mm-hmm. is she singing from experience that kind of thing so that's what i found in in my list and and I, I normally do that when we make these lists i normally find that there's a clear bias one way or the mm-hmm. other like i was like oh they've got all this they've got this in common right um and so but that's that's the beauty of having three different people because we come up with three different perspectives and we all kind of rate things differently so um, I'm going to be very interested, and, and and this is also this is all. What's interesting about this topic is that this is one where there are some names that are so big. Yeah, there are some bona fide superstars, icons, yeah, icons, not just of R and B, but iconic. In all of American pop culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be very interesting to see how all that plays out. So the draft order for this particular contest, I want to make sure I got this right, I believe is Heather, me, and then Beth. Okay. So without further ado, Heather, who is the number one overall draft pick in best R&B female vocalist of the 20th century. <laughs> well, nope, I think no pressure on this. Yeah, one. I think that there is a name that everyone is expecting 
to come out of my mouth, and it's not going to be the one that I choose first, because I chose Whitney Houston first. Um, her nickname is The Voice. She has, you know, had an undoubtedly, or had, you know, unfortunately, a, a successful career, 200 million records worldwide, seven consecutive number ones. Um, started singing backups for Shaka Khan when she was 17. Um, so she has the resume, no doubt. Um, her 1991 national anthem is by and large considered the gold standard of a song that is very difficult to sing. And she has a four octave range, you know, all of these things, um, I know that a lot of people expected me to say Aretha, and I do not take away from that at all. And we can argue because I have, and she will undoubtedly come up in the next. Well, know. I mean, honestly, I I I expected your first pick to be Mariah Carey because I know how you idolized Mariah Carey I when think, we were kids. I, I think she's fantastic, and and I don't want to take anything away from so her. That's what I thought your first pick. Here was is what. Pushes me when I was thinking about the 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 aspects of the vocal. Her tone is crystal clear. It doesn't get strident, you know, or thin in her upper registers, which some singers do. Um, it's I have a voice that tends to to get a little bright up in the upper register, so I know what it takes to keep that tone open and warm so for those of us that are not music teachers what does it mean when you say bright at the upper registers um well if i could sing right now i could demonstrate but i can't <laughs> you know how um when it gets it gets harsh yeah it gets harsh and it's not open and rounded off it it's like a a horn blat more than like a like a cello or something like that um her flexibility, the openness of her sound. She's strong on her belt. She's delicate in her head voice. She can she can transition from her chest voice and belts to her, you know, really delicate high notes really easily. Um, and um, I just think that she has it, it's her tone that edges it out for me. And where we can get into this when we when we argue back and forth, um, because a voice is is so unique to the person, and it I don't want to criticize people's voices because people find different yeah. voices pleasing. You know, somebody might be technically amazing, but their voice is not um, pleasing to the ear, even though they're hitting everything. Um, one thing that Whitney does beautifully is her versatility. She can sing R&B. She can sing pop, rock, soul, um, gospel, funk. You know, um, she can do all of those things because I think, I don't, I, with the exception of maybe Mariah Carey, I mean, she has, she has more of a, <laughs> Excuse me, a trained sound to her voice. Not that I don't know how much classical training she even had. I think she's just a natural talent. And 
her use of, well, I'm just going to geek out on this whole episode, sorry. Um, there's a musical term called melisma, and basically a melisma is many notes on one syllable of text. So, um, the ex I've got I Will Always Love You, because she took that song and made it into something so much bigger than it was ever intended to be. Should stay I would only be in your way Here's a melisma So I'll go But I know Total control mm. So this is that that it's so much harder to sing with that kind of support when you're singing quietly and the fact that she can stay on such controlled pitch singing quietly and then if we move over later now you're going to hear her go up into her and she's just jumping back and forth And it's so seamless that you don't even notice. Mm. She's right, right here. And she. Yeah. And she knows exactly when to put that vibrato in to keep that to keep that pitch centered. And, and I don't even think she's doing it on purpose. I think she's just so talented that her body just does it. That's a melisma. So. I think that song was um, chosen in 2015 as the number one song in the rock and roll era. So um, it's a great song. That's not the song that Dolly wrote. No, it's and not. And Dolly will tell you that that is not the song she wrote. And she is forever thankful for what Whitney did. Took you know took her song and did with it. So. Um, but that's part of the artistry of sure. of the artist. You know, I mean yeah. that's and taking, so, a, taking an existing song and making it your own. Yeah. And so I think that just based on the the pure, clear tone and power and control, Whitney edged it out for me. Mm. That's, That's a good. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 Whitney was was in my top three. I can't remember. She might have been number two for me. Um, my number one. We've mentioned her, <laughs> but she is the queen of soul for a reason. Um, 112 charting singles, 73 hit uh, the Billboard Top 100, 17 uh, Top 10 pop singles, 20 number ones on the R&B, 18 Grammys. I mean, we, we could just yeah. list the awards that Aretha Franklin, and it would take up the entire hour of the program. I mean, she has been in uh, every gospel, <coughs> R&B, rockabilly, every Hall of Fame almost imaginable rock and roll or, I mean, she is in it um, because we talk about versatility. You don't get in all those Hall of Fames unless you can do it all. And she is just absolutely phenomenal. We're talking about Aretha Franklin. Um, and what I love about Aretha is the authenticity. You know, she is, in a lot of ways, she's a civil rights activist. She's a women's rights activist. And a lot of it are, it's not just the songs, 
it is the way she delivers those songs. The way she delivers I'm a Natural Woman mm-hmm. is you're, it's a woman you're not going to mess with. <laughs> you know, to me, she is the original diva. She set the gold standard for what a diva is. Oh, and if you don't believe it, watch that first Divas Live yeah. special and watch her and Mariah Carey singing Chain of Fools. It is, <laughs> it, it, it is, it, it's one of the best things I've ever seen. You know, she, she is in, in a, at a, in a time where the music industry was 100% dominated by men. She was going to have it her way. Oh, yeah. Yep. There was no question about it. The song I selected is somewhat obvious, but it's obvious for a reason because it goes along with so much of what makes Aretha Aretha, and it's respect. You gonna mess with this woman? <laughs> I don't think did, so. She did the same thing that Winnie did with Otis Redding's song. And owned, I mean, made it. It belongs to her now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she. And like I said, you know, the authenticity of the performance to me. You just believe every single word that comes mm-hmm. out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, you believe that if you don't give this woman the respect she deserves, it's not going to be she's going to leave you. She's going to hit you over the head with a frying pan. (laughs) You know, and she just has that attitude in everything that she sings. And so, you know, like I told you before, it's the delivery for me, the believability. I would agree that from a pure talent perspective, I think Whitney and Mariah both have Aretha beat. From just a pure talent, the things that they can do, especially in those upper registers. Yeah. But the soul that pours out of Aretha Franklin, I don't know that there is an artist, male or female, in any genre that can match just the soul. And not just the power of the voice, but the power of the, of the soul that mm-hmm. comes out of it. I mean, if you listen, I mean, if you listen to like "Ain't No Way," her her vocal on that it, it, it's a lot more gentle than what she you know usually puts out with like "Think" or or this or you know, um, it's beautiful and she does have natural ability in addition to her soul, but there's always that that emotion. Yeah, she she can't leave that on the table. And just sing a vocal. It's very, it is very authentic. And I'm sure a lot of it is, you know, growing up with listening to the singers that dad liked. Dad loved power. Mm -hmm. That's that raw, unadulterated power. And Aretha brings that at 100 miles an hour Mm -hmm. at you. You know, I mean, we we like David Clayton Thomas for a reason. Because there's a soul and there's a power behind that voice. And Aretha's Aretha's the same way. So, um I have a feeling Aretha was probably all in our top five, I would imagine. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, for me, she she topped the list at number one. So um, I'm going to fight for her to get number one overall. <laughs> all, done. all right, Beth, who's your number one? All right. I also got my number one pick, who we've also talked about today, uh, Mariah Carey. 
I mean, obviously she's incredible. Everybody can can recognize that. But, I mean, technically, she has that five-octave range. She has that whistle register that's unique to herself, you know. Um, yeah. Um, but she can also belt, and she's strong in her lower register. Mm-hmm. She's not limited to those high notes, but I'll let us listen to a little bit. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And then to go right back into a belt. Right. I mean, she switches between these things so effortlessly, and her runs are beautiful. Yeah. She she clearly can just go from one note to the next. She knows exactly where she's headed and how she's going to get there. Yep. Um, the precision, yeah, on her runs in her lows, mids, and her high range yep. are incredible. And she can do it live. Yes. And she has such good control of her breath. Because mm-hmm. she sings these long phrases that most people would have to cut short, but she doesn't have to. She can sing these things in one breath, and also, it's difficult for one to switch between your chest voice, your head voice. It's different, difficult to switch between registers. It's really difficult to do that in one breath. Yeah. Um, but she can go back and forth. Yeah. It's incredibly impressive. The, the muscle control that she yes. has. Have you ever heard, there's a song on her first album called Vanishing. No. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Go but I mean, listen. It's so good. Yeah. So, I mean, she's known mainly for everybody thinks Mariah Carey. They think Whistle Register. Mm-hmm. But her belts are so strong. And her low and end open. is so warm. Her yeah. low end is beautiful, too. And so just, like, the, the belts she does at the end of One Sweet Day. Mm-hmm. Like just those ad libs that she's doing, I love it every time. Um, but just to kind of show you <laughs> that that Mariah Carey is a class of her own. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Kids Bop, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, I. Am. But they they did her song "We Belong Together," which the end section of that song, she's belting, she's do, she has all these ad libs, she's she's doing Mariah as Mariah does, and. Um, this person tried that, and she this this poor lady just died right there in the studio. I'm convinced of it. I'm convinced that we are just listening to this person pass away. And and so here, I'll just let you hear it and see if you agree. For, for first of all, that's bad. But right here. Uh, that's where she died. Yeah, and that's and that's when that woman passed away. Yep. Rest in peace, whoever sang that song. She's still there. Yeah, she's still on the recording studio floor. Um, <laughs> and again, that's part of that breath control because that note is long, <laughs> and you're trying to like singing that song in the car is hard. Yeah. And so I feel for that lady, but I guess they ran out of budget to to do, just get one more take. I don't know. Um, so that was that was my fun fact for the day. We know I. I live for a fun fact. So, um, but yeah, so she sings these sweeping lyrical lines with smoothness, but she can also hit some really staccato and rhythmic, powerful 
um, sections. Um, and some of her, she has some of the most wide-ranging wide skills vocally, I think, out of probably anybody we're going to talk about. But that's not with any disrespect to anybody else. She's just that stinking good. And I think that it's going to be difficult. I've been listening to us because Heather was like, I don't want to take anything away from this person. Like, we revere these women so much, like individually. It's going to be really difficult to try and say, no, I don't think that person deserves this spot or that. You know, because we're not going to want to say anything bad about them because we... We really respect their talent so much. So that's going to be, I think, a really difficult and it's going to hurt us yep. to have to say some of the stuff that we say. So. And I would say that, and I may be wrong, but I, I would say that Mariah Carey may be the last megastar in the R&B period before mm. 2000. Now, I'm not, ta- I mean, I know we've had some since 2000, but I mean, like, she was of the late 90s. She owned the well the nineties, and she she veered pop a lot, and so that kind of had its own. And then so by the time that the two thousands are hitting, because Mary J's around exactly, right. but it's very different. But it's very yeah. it's it's yeah. But I but I when I say like almost that that I don't want to say pure R and B because there was a lot of pop. Yeah, but, what does that mean? But, but right, yeah, there but, was you know that that R and B that's before hip hop had really infused into. R&B, I feel like Mariah was that last big megastar. Yeah, because her first album does era. not have that hip-hop influence on it. It is it is R&B, and it is just singing. Yeah. Just yeah. straight singing. It's a, And it is, like, I will say this about Mariah, that she emotionally, yes, she can, but with Mariah songs, it's more about... The acrobatics, it's more about the performance necessarily when you compare her and somebody like Aretha Franklin. You're not you're not listening for the necessarily the message of the song. Um, although Mariah did write a lot of her stuff. Most of her stuff. Um, except I, the cover. Except the weird thing is like her life was so interesting and she she really didn't put a lot of that in her songs. Yeah. A lot of her struggles and stuff, she kept it kind of light. And I think, though, that if she had written those songs and written from her experiences and some of her hardships, we would have had a completely different view of her career and of her music because she, I think she gets pigeonholed as, like, just the voice Mm -hmm. because her songs, I don't want to say her songs were shallow at all, but, like, they don't reach to your human, like, common hurt that we that a lot of times people latch on to songs for um so i think that's kind of a woulda coulda shoulda thing with mariah you just kind of stand back and marvel yeah you do and there's a lot to marvel at so true Uh, oh i get another pick great um so my next pick actually had to skip down to my fourth overall and i went with tina turner um who leans like mariah kind of leans r&b pop tina is like r&b rock rock. and her voice now where mariah is about just the vocals and you're listening to her tina turner can deliver a freaking vocal like you feel what she is feeling (laughs) um she has such a powerful voice she herself has four octaves she has such that raspy quality so where you kind of marvel at whitney for her pure tone 
you can marvel at Tina Turner for what she can do with that raspy quality mm-hmm. to her voice. She is wailing, she's belting, she's growling, she's screaming. Um, but she has longevity even through all of that because she's in her 70s and can still do these things. Um, she's versatile. She sings multiple styles. You can look through her discography and it ranges so much. Um, she can run. She has her jumps between registers as well. And so she doesn't necessarily show off all of these skills in every song like Mariah might do. Um, or even maybe Whitney sometimes. She utilizes her abilities in a purposeful way for each song to deliver an impactful vocal. So like what she's going to use, her vocal tricks, like she's got her bag of tricks, she's not going to pull the same tricks out on necessarily like the best as she's going to pull out in I Can't Stand the Rain. Mm -hmm. They're different. And she's delivering a different emotion and she's using her voice in different ways. And I think that for me is really impressive for her because she shows, we've talked about restraint before, she can do all these things. She just doesn't necessarily say, I'm going to throw it all at every song. Right. Um, and her low range, she makes that low range sound easy mm-hmm. with like her husky sound, but it's not. She's hitting some really low notes, but she still sounds full voiced there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I love Tina Turner so much. It w- My queen. I would actually, <laughs> I would say that Tina Turner is is probably the best the best performer mm. to well, watch. Well, yeah, there's that aspect too, yeah. You know, I mean, I know that's not, that's a different thing. I know we're talking about mm-hmm. just the voice, but I mean, just to watch her energy on stage is incredible. Probably got the best legs too. Well, and the maybe the best cardio out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah, I forgot I have a song. <laughs> When she gets in those, those, those yeah. points in her song, which she often does, like you just feel like she is about to start crying. Yeah, like she is like you can feel yeah. that that pleading yeah. with her, but she also seems still Holds so it strong. In. Yeah, yeah. With kind of like with Aretha, you know, there's such emotion behind it, but I'm not gonna mess with that lady because she's <laughs> she seems like she is 100 percent that be. And and you know you know what she sounds like. She sounds like. That fun aunt that smokes too many cigarettes, <laughs> drink drinks a little too many, uh, you know, old Milwaukee's, <laughs> and she might uh, and a she whole might bunch of wigs. she might sneak you out of the house and take you on some take you into some places that you're not supposed to go and try to mm-hmm. sneak you back in. That's she kind of has that yeah. that sound to her, you know. But that's part of the authenticity of, of her. <laughs> yeah. and, so she's, uh, yeah, she's, 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 and she's one of the icons oh, yeah. of American culture, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, in general. So, yeah, well, she's been through it. Yeah, no doubt. Sure. No doubt. Ben, is that how it works now? What's that? Is it your pick now? It is my we, pick. We go back this um, way. Wow, y'all aren't going to like this one. I, I say that. I say that. But, um, Let's just play the song. We'll get into who it is later. Let's just play the song. Let this sink in.
Oh. Why I call my sugar candy I'm sweet candy And candy he's sweet on me So this lady is named Mabel Louise Smith, known as Big Mabel. Probably not as well known as the other names that we're going to name today. And the way I normally make my list is when we decide what our topic is, I make my list. I kind of try to hash out my top five or six because usually our top five or six, we usually get three of our top five or six. There may be some overlap, but we usually get. So this name, as, and then I researched the rest of it to round out my nine and make sure there's not somebody that I just goofed and totally whiffed on. Like, oh yeah, I got to get that person. In. So Big Mabel kept popping up on these lists. I was like, I got to go. I got to go double check this. <laughs> and then I just sat and listened to her sing for like three hours. Yeah. And I was just mesmerized, absolutely mesmerized by this voice. And I said, if we're just doing by God greatest voices. Yeah. I'm putting Big Mabel on For my sure. list. And, um, I mean, how good is this song? How good is this vocal? Yeah. This is incredible. And so, like, I actually first listened to this song on the Cosby Show. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I, I think he's, I think. Uh, oh. Where she comes down the stairs. Yeah. yeah. Which all that doesn't age super it well It doesn't, anymore. it doesn't. No, but I still love that show. Yeah. But, uh. Then, as I got in and started listening to other songs, she's hilarious. There's a song that she does called "One Monkey Don't Stop No Show," and it's hilarious. I mean, <laughs> so she she has this uh, this kind of this this range of you know you can tell that raspy voice that she has. Right. She can deliver a love song. She can deliver the hurt song. Mm-hmm. But then she's got this playfulness to her also. And so when I talk about, when in the beginning when I was talking about the delivery, how, yeah. how important is the delivery, this is one that I was really kind of thinking about. And I know from the outset that she's probably going to be on the early cut list, I would think, just because the name power is, is not really there. And she doesn't have all the accolades of the other ones that we're likely to mention today. But I just, I just absolutely fell in love with that voice while I was doing the research for this particular show. I just couldn't turn it off. It was just listening to a, this song and then that song and then that song. And then ultimately, like, <laughs> her, her entire catalog's not that big. I mean, she unfortunately had drug problems like a lot of musicians do. And, but just, uh, just fell in love with that voice. And I said, you know what? I'm going to put her in my top three and roll the dice and yep. see how it happens. And if nothing else, our listeners, you know, if they don't know who Big oh, Mabel yeah, is, yeah. maybe yeah. maybe they'll go in, go on and, and listen to her on Spotify or, or Apple iTunes or whatever and, and pick up a, a new favorite. Because I just, I really did. I just fell in love with her voice, just mesmerized and listened to her for like two and a half or three hours. Yeah. yeah. And quickly, I think that's... One of the things I like about us doing this podcast, because especially with us coming from such different eras, I guess I'll say, um, and the way that we do this now where we we kind of do the draft, where we know what we get ahead of time, and we get a big list, just kind of to let you guys know. We get a big list of 
what everybody picked in no particular order. So we just get a list of names. And then we know our three, how they came off of that. Um, and so I try to go and listen. And I feel like I'm learning and I'm being exposed to a lot of mm-hmm. things that I necessarily would not have known of before. Um, just from like, you know, in the last episode, I had never heard Steelheart. But now I'm like, okay, this is something that I want to hear more of, you know. Um, so I hope that that's something that this podcast can do for other people who are listening. Mm-hmm. And and to speak to your point about about just the ability to draw out emotion, there's there I tell my kids all the time, like in my music appreciation classes and stuff, it's it's not just about what big emotions mm-hmm. that music can draw out of you. Music also has the power to to calm and to soothe and to re- make you rest. And you know, voices like hers. Are, are so soothing and there's immense power in that too as what mm-hmm. you know not just the big hype you know emotions all the the love and rejection and you know all all of those big things that you know we deal with and and certainly that teenagers deal with but um <laughs> so i think that um that that voice is 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 beautiful and yeah. important so so now we've we're to the last pick of the second round okay so um unlike most of the singers that are on the big list um this is a true alto kind of like your pick um she has a very husky gravelly tone i call it a, like a smoke on her voice. Um, it's Mavis Staples. And it's completely unique. I mean, the range is not huge. It's like an octave and a half. It, <laughs> But it's all down at the low end. And um, she's a gospel legend. Um, when we talk about honesty to her voice, it, it's just... it. It's a tone unlike I've ever heard. And I don't take this statement like lightly even considering all the people on the list if there was one voice that i could trade for hers is the one i would choose i think it's that cool i think it's that unique i think it's that believable and i just i love listening to it so we've got um That is not it. <laughs> that is 100%. <laughs> not it. I was like, okay, Mavis. <laughs> Go on with your bad self. And you can see what you're doing right now. It says what, it, what it's supposed yeah. to say. Uh-huh. And then at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> not that. <laughs> Sorry for this buildup, Mavis. <laughs> Oh, we get, we're leaving that in, right? We have to leave that in. Mm. <laughs> bloopers. Can we play the real Mavis Season one Staples? bloopers. We can't. Hang on. It's the where we left off on the last podcast. Right. On the Faster Pussycat song. <laughs> Gospel legend. Mavis pa- uh, yeah, <laughs> Staples. Yeah. Faster Pussycat. Right. <laughs> right. The song is 
where there's a whip, there's a way. Jeez. If Mavis doesn't make the top five, I'm holding you personally responsible, Sean Sanders. Oh, my word. So remember all of that cool stuff that I just said. We'll, we'll get her there. Uh, oh, and the song is called "I'll, I'll Take, take you, you There." No, it was if there's a whip, there's a way. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my. So my apologies. I can edit the majority of this out. <laughs> you going out the world backwards like you did when you first come here. That is not the one that I gave you. That's the other one. That's not even the song that I gave you. It's called I'll Take You There. Look at the first line. <laughs> yeah, that is the song you played. I don't, that's, that's, not the, that's not the version that I gave you, though. I don't think. Yeah, I know that's a version of it, but not going well. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We're still, I can edit all this out, but okay, then I need you to come look at this and tell me what you want. I can't get out. Um, Let me show you what it looks like. It's <laughs> Staples, I'll take you there, an all-star concert celebration. That's, yeah, not it. <laughs> Are you wanting like a live concert? Mm, that's probably no. on YouTube. Uh, oh, it, I got it from YouTube. Texas A&M lost to Appalachian State. Whoops. It's called The Staple Singers Live. I'll take you there. It looks like this. She's wearing a purple. Right. And just want to go to What's it called? The Staple Singers Live. I'll take you there. And I gave you a time stamp, but I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've got the time stamp. Alabama. Close. Texas. Close. No. I um, won't worry about the other one. Why not? Texas lost and they'll be ranked. Mm, I'm going to go to Heather. Okay. All right. You can hear, right? Mm-hmm. Just make sure this is right. Yeah. Notre Dame lost to Marshall. Okay, so... The, Are we ready? But your next song, is it off the same YouTube link? I don't know. I don't. I mean, it's not the. No, it's not the same YouTube thing. <clears throat> Wait a minute. Okay. Do you want to? I'll take you there to respect yourself. I'll take you there. The respect yourself looked like that. Which one do you want first? I'll take you there. Okay. And then I'll have the next one queued up. Okay. Respect yourself. No. <laughs> huh? No. Uh, <laughs> is that not what we're playing? <laughs> Sorry. So, this is where we're going to cut, and I'll just, I'll make a cut, and then I'll play the song, and you go from there. So yeah, because you had introduced it, you right? Introduced so you, it. Yeah. I don't remember. Okay. So we'll start from the music. Right. Boy, do it, do it, jump on that. 
I don't like that. <laughs> oh, that's gross sounding. <laughs> that's her dad playing the guitar. Pop um, Staples. Sure. All right, now listen to this part though. I love it. Can I just say, she's amazing. I love it. But when video. she did that, that thump thump. <laughs> have you ever heard that video of that man? <laughs> I don't think chicken in the cone, chicken cone bread. Like, have you ever heard that man? That no. man on the internet? No. Oh, well, you should listen to it. <laughs> it sounds kind of like that. I think I sound as close to Mavis Staples as I will ever get right now at this moment in my life. But um, I don't know if you had the other. Yeah. Hit it. <laughs> Hit it. These are live performances, too. These are not polished recordings. Timely. It is timely. It is. And as an added bonus, the Christmas Vacation oh, theme yes. song. She seems. She, she does. Sings the, I forgot about that. The theme song from Christmas Vacation. Yeah. So. Okay. So um, I don't have a lot. You know, I'm. I don't have a lot to put <laughs> on a resume, and I don't have a lot to say about you know her. Highs and lows and range. It's just I think that her voice is the coolest voice that I've ever heard in my whole life. She does have a cool voice. So, and that is why she is number two on my list. So number <laughs> number three is also mine, right? It but, is. Okay. Um, I went with Patty Labelle. Patty Labelle is called the Godmother of Soul because Queen, I'm sure, was taken <laughs> by that point. Uh, she has a three and a half octave range which is nothing to sneeze at um her 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 fame probably comes from the power she has in her upper register um her control is exceptional um her transition between her registers her phrasing her flexibility her glissandos which is what you call when you Scoop. <laughs> <Scoo. laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, so she does those. What about when you scoop down and you drop it like it's hot? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a term for it. I don't know. She also has two honorary doctorates, one from the Berkeley School of Music and one from Temple University, okay. and makes a meme. Sweet potato pie. So I hear. Yeah. So, I've never been able to find it at, I haven't either, at Walmart. But, it's always sold out. But I'm on the lookout. So, Patty LaBelle. 
This was from the era in the 80s when she had the crazy, like the hair show type hair. And I think she was so known for her look at that time. But but. Anyway, <laughs> that's not the, that may not be the best example of Patty LaBelle. <laughs> You've all heard Patty LaBelle's gonna speak first. <laughs> oh my god. And she makes a sweet potato <laughs> to die for, so. Um, yeah, Patty LaBelle, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what just happened? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> poor, poor Patty Labelle. Poor Patty. Labelle. <laughs> and Lady Marmalade. I mean, let's. I mean, I love that song. I know it's about hookers. I don't care. I think it's amazing. Well, let me ask you this: Which version's better? Hers. Are you talking about between her and the one with like Lil Kim and Christina Aguilera and yeah. all the hers? Yeah. Although I like the one I with there's some, there's some. There's I like some, the one with pink. And there's some potential misheard lyrics there. Yeah, for Uchi, sure. Uchi mama. What do they say? Getchi, getchi, ya, ya, da, da. What does that gaga. mean? Gaga. Not gaga. Yeah. They say da, da in the song. In the new one. I don't know. 99% sure. I mean, I'm not 100%. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I listen to that a lot. Getchi, getchi, ya, ya, da, da. I don't know. Hmm? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Well, this got weird. It did. <laughs> I picked Patty LaBelle. Next. <laughs> um. Oh, Patty. Have you seen that video where she's on the stage and yeah, her backup, where are my backup singers? Where are my backup singers? And she's like, she'll be singing and then she'll just turn around and be like, but where are my backups? I guess they're not coming. Like, she'll make commentary in between. Okay, but the thing is, like, but she doesn't miss anything. She doesn't miss anything. And those ad libs she's doing. Yeah. Just, ad, I mean. Yeah. But I bet some backup singers got fired. I bet they did. That day. It was like the National Christmas Tree Lighting <laughs> Ceremony. She was waiting for the president <laughs> to come out. And she didn't have. Oh, there it is. Do a Christmas song. But I got the Queen of Christmas. You know I did. Where's my background singing? Well, baby, baby, I, and that's the wrong words on the two cards. I don't know. I'm gonna have them all I can because I don't have the right words and I have my background singing. This is on C-SPAN. <laughs> you can find the video on YouTube. Oh, C-SPAN 2. <laughs> yeah, look up Patty LaBelle, where are my backgrounds? <laughs> yep. I Merry almost want to put her in the top five just for that. It, she That's deserves it. <laughs> okay, next. Benjamin? I selected Etta James mm. with my third pick. And yep. just... 
a voice that is so silky smooth. Mm-hmm. It's just a pure voice. It's a penetrating voice. She is, we talk a little bit about diversity and how many different kinds of songs can you sing. She's perfect for jazz. She's perfect for really, especially that bluesy R&B of the 60s. Um, she also did rock tunes. And I'm going to argue that it is the sexiest voice that we're going to put on the podcast Ooh. today. Um, I don't know about that. I mean, if you are a, a man listening <laughs> and you hear that voice, you think, I bet that's a sexy woman on the other side of that voice. And and she pulled off everything. And the one that I I chose, I mean, and it's it's kind of an obvious one, but at last. But just because the beginning of that song is unbelievable. She was on my list. My long list. Right here, the switch, this flip. Man, she's good. Yeah. yeah. I will say this. There are not many songs on the planet that I think that should never be touched, never be covered. I think most anything is fair game. But... I don't think anybody should ever, 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 ever try to cover I'd Rather Go Blind. Mm-hmm. Her her version of I'd Rather Go Blind is perfect. And it it's, I don't think that's a good idea for anybody to ever do. <laughs> See, and, and I did not know that we could play multiple tunes. <laughs> but if I had, <laughs> there is there is a that came back and bit me I in did, the butt. <laughs> I did not know, see she she did a version of Welcome to the Jungle. I'm sorry, what? I said. Come on now, I think we need to just. <laughs> I think did, we need to pull that up. She did a version, and it's it's obviously nothing like the Guns and Roses version. It's kind of a jazzed up version mm-hmm. of Welcome to the Jungle, but it's actually. Quite good. So you're telling me it's not like the Leanne Rhymes version of Smoking in the Boys? <laughs> oh my God. Which I did. I'll be honest, right. I didn't hate. Wait, I Definitely gotta get got to the shot. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, no, I don't know about the. <laughs> she likes a long intro. Yeah, she does. Welcome to the jungle. Just a few cigarette packs later after yeah. that last. Can 
can actually understand the lyrics now. Okay, here comes the moment of truth. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, That's I'm pretty here, good. I'm here for it. Watch it bring you to your Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll put that on a playlist <laughs> right now. Yeah. I'm, you know, and that's if you're gonna, and this is kind of my rule for covers. If you're gonna do a cover, don't do it like the original. For sure, yeah. Mm. Yep. Right. You need to. It needs to be different. That's like. Um, <clears throat> I say that it, as I play in a well, cover band. <laughs> well, well but for a cover different. band, that's it's different because people want to hear yeah. like the radio. But that's, that's like, true. but like Tennessee whiskey. Okay, yeah. first David Allen Coe. Yeah. George Jones makes it completely different. Yeah. Chris Stapleton comes in over the top, makes it completely different, and all three versions are good. In fact, I would say both versions are better than the original mm-hmm. version. Yeah, I agree. Um, but you know, this is one where who would have thought that you would kind of R and B blues up. Welcome it. to the jungle, it's, it's and it good. and it turned out to be, I think, kind of one of those hidden gems that I don't think a lot of people know about. But I, I was listening to it, and I was like, I kind of like this. And, I think and it's and good. She was a she was bad yeah. B from the start, though. I yeah. mean, she she knew that she that her power was in her voice and her delivery and stuff, and maybe she wasn't this, you know, petite little Diana Ross looking. You know, I mean mm-hmm. that that's where. Her power and her sex appeal was was in that attitude that she yeah. had, and so it, it definitely translates. But I just you know that it's it's interesting how how the voices change over time. I mean, because yeah. you know when she's doing "At Last," which is from the album called "At Last" in nineteen sixty, that's a very different voice. Yeah, after, it is. You know, we do you know the. You know Mar- Marlboro Slims or whatever. You know Marlboro Slims. <laughs> whatever. I don't smoke. So, <laughs> what are the What are the Slims called? Virginia, Virginia Slim Slims. Yeah. Several Virginia <laughs> Slim packs either, later. I'm just saying. Several Virginia <laughs> Slim p- uh, packs later. You know we get the voice we heard there in, in, in the Welcome to the Jungle cover. But um, yeah, I just I think that that's uh, and probably you know forty years. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe not even that long. Beth, you have the last pick of the category, which is, okay. again, the best R&B female vocalist <laughs> You're trying to make your case of already. the 20th century. Yeah. And um, go. All right. So my third pick is Toni Braxton. So while she is more well-known for her lower register, which is beautiful... Mm-hmm. She does also have a really pretty higher end to her voice. Um, and she can also kind of jump back and forth between those two things. So I tried to pick a section of song that kind of showcased a little bit of that. But also, like, let's please listen to the distinct notes in her lower register runs. Like, she. Please has tell this me it's unbreak my heart. It is. I oh, mean, how could it not yeah. be? Okay. You know? So good. Yeah. While she was pumping gas, huh? She was singing at the gas station. What I heard. Okay, hold up now. You just gotta hear this. Okay, I'm sorry. And then she goes on. Mm-hmm. 
Hey. Sorry. Who sings this? Oh, right here. Right, right here. here. That. Yeah, that. Right there. Okay, that, I got yeah. a little chill bump from that. That's, yeah. that's good. I mean, like, the control that she has deep down in her, yeah. into her range. Um, but she, again, like, on the choruses, and we're back, just there. And on the back end, she when she starts to kind of belt a little bit, yeah. um, she has a really pretty voice. Yeah. Um, and so she also kind of has a, some gospel quality. She has a really warm voice. Yep. And, um, like, you know, we talk about delivering that emotion. I mean, in this song, her vocal is very, it feels authentic. Like, you can feel the pain. Um, break my heart. Yeah. Um, but she also has classical training, and she's performed in Broadway shows. She was the first black the first time a black woman has played bell on broadway um and i think maybe the only time so far to this point on broadway um so she also has that versatility and i i just really like her voice i think it's it's very pretty so we have nine we have nine and uh, can you read that list off for us i can and i think it's interesting like the groupings where where they landed because like especially yeah. Ben's you can see his <laughs> I love I love old R and B I love old R and B and so you know not I, I mentioned that I like the delivery and I do yeah. think that my three are more not as they don't have those upper registers that you guys have for sure but I do think that their delivery is top notch and I do also love the R and B of the fifties and sixties is kind of my my favorite time period for R and B, and that comes out in the in my selection yeah. for sure. Yeah. So Ben has chosen Aretha Franklin, Big is Mabel. It, is it Mabel or Maybell? It's Mabel. <laughs> her name her name was Mabel Louise. Well, she needs to spell it differently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if you're looking for it on Spotify, you're not going to find it under M A B L E. It's M A Y B E L L E. So it looks like Maybell. It looks like yeah, like Maybell. It looks like Maybell, but yeah, it does. Okay, so Aretha Franklin, Big Mabel, and Etta James. Heather chose Whitney Houston, Mavis Staples, and Patti LaBelle, and then I chose Mariah Carey, Tina Turner, and Tony Braxton. What I do like about our list is we have we covered the entire span of. 50 years of R&B yeah. that we that we were yeah. trying to cover. We, we literally hit the 50s through, yep. through yeah, the 90s. We did. And do we want to go back and say, like, there won't be that many because we each got kind of deep down into our list, but who who was on our long list that maybe didn't make it into the top nine? Real quickly, just kind of uh, go through those. Yeah. Um, okay, I had Gladys Knight, Mary J. Blige, Brandy, and Aaliyah. Heather? I had... Um, I, I put her in there because she started her career at the very end, uh, Beyonce, but her re- solo career did not begin yeah, until well I, after the 2000s. I, I am a I agree. historian That's fine. of, um, Queen B. That's fine. and, <laughs> <laughs> and I also had Mary J on my list. Yeah. Um, I think everybody else. Yeah. Is a, is a duplicate. Yeah. I had Gladys Knight on mine and then also. I may have had class uh, on my long Sade. Sade. Sade, Sade. <laughs> okay, well, obviously you don't care that much. <laughs> <laughs> she was last. So, nine. Number nine for me. Yeah. At first, I thought we had mostly like 
powerhouse Sopranos. Nope. But mm-hmm. we have a pretty good balance of that lower end alto voice. Yeah, and, yep. and, and I really think that in geez. in the blues, that's really prevalent in the blues, though. Yeah. You yeah. know, those. Yeah. Because it's... A, you're, you're, there's a lot of emotional songs, obviously, yeah. in yeah. rhythm and blues, and there's a lot of blues in rhythm and blues. That's why it's <laughs> called rhythm and blues. And so I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that surprised that there's some of those yeah. lower register folks. The, I think I may be wrong. I think that we're going to have three names that we can all pretty well agree should probably be on the list. I think our it, first picks. I think it, yeah, it looks I mean, like, like our top each of us our top one kind of like my top time. three was Aretha, Whitney, and Mariah Carey. Those as, that as was my mine, first. Those just are, in a different order. Those are two of my three. So Yeah. Yeah. Are we good with well, all three well, of those who, going who over? Who was not in your top three the, out of that list? Uh I don't Whitney was, Whitney was one. Whitney was one. You don't have it in front of you? Oh. I don't remember who I sent. I mean I don't remember who I but we're good with Aretha, Whitney, and Mariah going over, right? I mean, I got my first, second, and fourth picks. So. But my question is, which one was not in your top three? Aretha, Whitney, or Mariah Carey? Mariah, I guess. I guess. Balderdash. Okay. <laughs> Balderdash. <laughs> okay. Because, what you say? because Mavis knocked somebody down. Oh. Okay. So. Okay. But are you okay with Mariah being in the top five? Certainly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we have three already. Mm-hmm. Now ranking Ooh. those is going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be tough. Going to be interesting. So now we have to narrow down six more down to two. So Big Mabel, Etta James, Mavis, Patty, Tina, or Tony. Ooh. Mercy me! Oh. <laughs> you know, it's like, how do you cut anybody here? Yeah. You know? I mean, how do you... I mean, are you going to... I think we just have to keep considering it's the best voice. It's not necessarily about anything else because we're talking about a female vocalist. So if we're going by that, I don't want to... If- <laughs> I, I hate to I hate to throw anybody's name out there on the chopping block because like don't be looking first at of me. All, Quit looking at me when because, you say b- that. <laughs> because first of all, all nine of them are dynamite vocalists in their own right. Yeah, you know, and then like the other part of it is like in my opinion, some of the powerhouse iconic names may not be as good of a vocalist as some of the ones that are not that. High-powered, iconic name. Well, because you're looking at delivery, because you you favor delivery. Yes. Not mm-hmm. necessarily technical technicality ability. of the voice. So I'm not trying. So we to... need to decide if we're going to go mm-hmm. technical ability or if we're going to go. I think that they feelings. I, well, I I think they're both. I think it's a package. Okay. I think I think you have to kind of personally weigh it out. So here's what I'll say. I feel like somebody like Tina Turner has both. See, I so was, not I was waiting actually, on one. You were about to cut her. I was. You? I was about to put her. Yeah, because I don't think that. I think. Yeah, I was. Mm. <laughs> that was going to be. We disagree. And I and <laughs> and um, 
Mavis Staples was going to be the other one. The next cut. <laughs> I could get with you on that because we did talk about the fact that te- the the range is small, smaller than the rest. I understand you have strong feelings about her. I do have strong feelings about her. But if we're looking at, if we're putting her voice against darn near, you like the quality of her voice. Yes. Not necessarily like- the technicality of her voice. Mm. Well, I mean, somewhat. I, I think her technical abilities are also, you know, to get down there. It is the to me as a soprano is as impressive as somebody trying to get up there. Yeah, but that's your voice. It, you it's, you got it that or you don't. You got that range or you don't. Well, You're you can, born with it. You can develop, you can develop it somewhat, it. but I mean. I don't know. Going back to Tina Turner for a second, I love Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. I consider Tina Turner a rock singer. I do not consider her an R&B singer. I never have. Well, I didn't ask what you consider. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anybody we can cut before those two? Uh, Come on. Well, your Patty LaBelle thing didn't go over very yeah, well. Yeah, right? <laughs> Even though, I mean... Patty LaBelle could probably sing everybody else left on that list. Um, well, see now I be like now I feel like maybe. I have an emotional connection to Big Mabel. <laughs> oh now, if you put Patty no. LaBelle up against Big like, Mabel, I feel like we've connected. If you me and Big, <laughs> you and Big Mabel, well, <laughs> no way. I mean, she's she has a a really good voice, but I think if we're looking at the rest of the people. I'm think I sometimes think like okay when it comes to the best voice what could anything that Big Mabel could do Patty LaBelle anybody else on this list could do you know what I'm saying Oh maybe not with the okay. same emotion not the same well, delivery the same but tone that's, color but that's yeah. part of it that's part of being a vocalist Well do we not agree that ha- with that I mean it, Yeah but then that has to go across the board yeah, cause so then could Big Mabel sing the same things that Patti LaBelle? Because she technically do she could what not. Patti LaBelle could do. She could not. No. I think Patti LaBelle needs to go four. But, okay, okay so, again. Woof. Here, <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> it is. It's hard because, I mean, I, I feel like. I think Patti LaBelle did not get a fair shake on To the- me, <laughs> the most important part of a vocalist is to present the emotion and the message to the listener. To me, that's number one. That's the most important thing. I know. That's what you say is the most important thing. I think that's but, what you say. <laughs> no, well, I mean, but the technical I mean, ability. Yeah, to an, to the an other extent. three. Uh, if like, you don't, I mean, you can listen to a perfect. Get loud. You can. Well, loud. I mean, you can listen to a to a perfect rendition of something, but if you don't feel anything, you yeah, just but you listen. You feel something with Patty Labelle. That's not no, but we're not talking about, and we're talking about in general terms. We we ain't got to time me, to talk to general. To me, terms. the most important thing <laughs> is the emotional, because music is supposed to be yeah, emotional. I don't disagree. Do you do you make somebody feel? That's the reason we have music. Do uh-huh. you make somebody feel? And so the delivery to me is as important as anything else we're going to talk about. Uh-huh. Okay. That's why we, I mean, like Willie Nelson, his voice is not good. Right. He's a great vocalist. Exactly. Because would, he promotes the emotion that so, we want to give. But we would not put him on a right. greatest But Big Mabel vocalist. is a much better vocalist than right. 
than but, but that else. weight to give to that aspect of the performance it doesn't yeah. translate because we we if we're talking again we did not define what a vocalist was if we're talking pure talent that's a different that's that's not necessarily the same as the best vocalist the most technically astute is not necessarily the he same. Knows, he knows that the rest of his picks can't sing as well as the ones yeah. on the list. Well, so it, he's depends, now, it depends on what you mean by can't sing. Well, nobody said they can't sing. Nobody said they can't sing, but that they can't sing as well. Oh, that's a, that's uh, Aaliyah coming from some from somewhere. <laughs> I can hear Don't Aaliyah muddy in the, background. the waters. I didn't. You. Yeah. <laughs> Who, by the way, gone too soon. <laughs> what? That's true. If she had not died, I think she could have been as... No, I'm not saying that she is good as Beyonce. But I think she could have been as big as Beyonce. But anyway. Anyway. So, because who are we he, cutting? Uh, uh, yeah. Because here, here's, here's what I'm going to say. And this is going to Go make ahead. everybody mad. Uh-huh. Is that if we're just going on like pure ability... Aretha may not be number three. That's correct. But why do we put her number three? Because she has that no. raw power soul that's infused into everything that she sings. That's why she's in the top three. I disagree that yeah. she doesn't technically she got belong there. She's, she's got, got abilities. Yeah, she does. But I mean, is and I think out of this list, she has. I'm going to tell you right now, three, the, number third the third best. best, best yeah. I, I would say. Etta James may very well be the third best voice on the no. list. <laughs> Fourth on that list, I hate to tell you, is Patty LaBelle. And then followed, in my opinion, by Etta James. Mm-mm. Who you no. got? Who you got? Who's better? There's no way. In my opinion, that the voice, because I don't want to say she's one note, but like, I don't think she has the versatility of somebody, for example, like even Tony Braxton. <laughs> the, who doesn't have the versatility of Tony Braxton? Etta James. Oh, she did I, Welcome to the Jungle and at last. Not, okay, but she did so. it like this. Welcome to the Jungle. Like this, she, she did it all very... Did, like can the we, dynamics can are we not the agree, same. Can we agree that Patti LaBelle is the fourth best? I can mm. agree with you that she should go in the top five. Okay. All right. Did we already cut Mavis and Tina? And Big Mabel? Because <laughs> that's not... <laughs> These are the ones if we're we do that, about. then we got to cut Tony, too. No, we don't. Yes, we do. No, we don't. What the heck are you talking about? <laughs> You're going to... No. No, I'm not going to... Then we're not cutting the, the rest of those people yet. Why, <laughs> why, no. are, you, why are you no. so much easier to, to cut Tina than you are Tony I'm not. Braxton. I thought we had already cut them because Heather was like... And you both were like, Tina Turner's not an R&B singer. I think it, I'm saying I, I just I don't think Tina's voice matches up with the rest of the voices on the list, and that's my opinion. I think, <laughs> and I am entitled I, to I it. I am entitled to it. <laughs> I didn't say you couldn't just, voice it. I think that she's she's a great performer, and I would rather watch her live than almost anybody. But else But can on we the agree list. that Patty is one of those, ma'am? Five. Can you 
<laughs> Can you just back off for a second? <laughs> I will not. Oh, Can't God, stop. It's so hard. Okay, so are, but Aretha's one, right? We just no. We just need to make the. We need to make. We need to get to five. the top five, and then we can. Okay, so it's it's Whitney, Aretha, Mariah, and then we said it was Etta James. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Big Maple. Oh my God! You got your you got your okay. old person we in can, there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but we can only we, one dinosaur we can, on the list, sir. We can cut Mavis. I think so. Yes, because of a it, lack of range. I will if, if and we, we put can Patty cut on and it. we can cut Tina. Yeah. Okay, we've made progress. Because I think Tina's Fine. a rock singer. I think she's fabulous. Well, I think and, we, and we can cut Tony. <laughs> no, I would cut Tony. No, I would cut Tony. No, <laughs> there's no way. There's Big there, Mabel and Etta James could not sing a Tony Braxton song. There is, there is a. But way. she could absolutely. There is sing a way, and it's two votes. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. I mean, you can do it. It's just going to be the wrong choice. But that's fine. Okay. If that's what you should not have make. drafted her third. You should have drafted her second. You would have more weight behind her. No, that. that's so. not how that works. You're so stupid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've just, we've just, we just... We don't... Let's don't go to the ad hominem attacks. Stupid. Okay. Let's. Ad- <laughs> <laughs> so, man. Oh, this okay. is going to be a three-hour episode. So, Did y'all cut her? Yes, we did. Okay. Right. So now we have two slots for Big Mabel, no. Etta James, or Patty LaBelle. Patty LaBelle. Patty LaBelle goes over based on those two. The wrong choices that y'all have made. Patty LaBelle and goes Etta over. James. Oh, y'all going to put Etta James in over Big Mabel? Yeah, yeah. I love you, Big Mabel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I tried. <laughs> okay. So Just now we have love. to, golly, so now, now it's going to be like a five-hour oh. long oh, podcast. Oh, jeez. Okay, let's go from the bottom up. Etta James. What? Okay. Yeah. She's yeah. above Patty LaBelle. No, she's not. Sir, no. She, well, she should be. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, you're She right. can do that on your And list. then Patty. Yes. Okay. Um. <laughs> I think Aretha mm. is third. I agree. Voice alone. Ooh. Y'all are nuts. Well, <laughs> y'all are nuts. Y'all are crazy. I want y'all. But to, we agree, right? Okay, yeah. but I want y'all to realize two, two votes. Okay, I want y'all to. But here's there is a way, and it's two. I understand, but what I want you to realize is that when this comes out yeah. as the best R and B vocalist, don't play of that. the 20th century, right. and Aretha's not number one, people are going to go. Uh, then they can listen to our reasons, and then they can go listen to the playlist that we make and they'll okay. they reasons can see why. we're gonna put in air quotes okay reasons. no re okay. literally the okay. facts that's fine an analysis of their vocal you know, technique i do not have a problem being on the right side of history so that's fine <laughs> wow. Aretha, wow Aretha. okay number so now three. the thing is whitney or mariah it's whitney one mariah two i really. agree mariah should have <laughs> obviously been. you do mariah should have been number three no she shouldn't have but there's uh, no world in which it's Whitney. I'll go with that. I, know I will you go will, with that based of I you are really pissing me off to be <laughs> honest with you. Like there's like there's no reason for you to act like such a little Well you can go sit in the corner with Big Mabel over there. <laughs> you were crying like a <laughs> Oh wow. All right, so we have done this. After, Read them off. After a long time. The final ranking best R and B female vocalist of the twentieth century. Number one, Whitney Houston. Two, Mariah Carey. Three, Aretha Franklin. 
Four, Patty LaBelle. Five, Etta James. Ooh, some people are going to be mad. Some people are going to be mad. Some people aren't being as mad, but they'll get over I'm not mad. You are, you are a little You're mad. the one that said You're you were pissed right now. <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm not, you said at, I'm not pissed at our choices. I'm pissed at just you well, in general. <laughs> but, but I'm not mad. No, you're a little butt hurt. Huh? You're a little butt hurt because you keep bringing up Big Mabel. I'm good. Or Big Mabel. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> okay, see, you don't, don't need get to on be me about pronunciation you can't even say after some of the stuff you said around this crustaceous. <laughs> even from the crustaceous period. <laughs> no. And with that, we're going to leave you. We would right, like to uh, remind you to please, if you enjoyed the podcast, share it around, like it. Uh, leave a review if you can and a rating. A good one. Uh, uh, yeah, preferably a good one. Uh, also, follow us on Twitter, uh, The Music List PC. Uh, we also have Instagram. The Real Music List Podcast. And then also find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. Thank you. We'll see you in two weeks. joining us on the music list podcast be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode she almost had it